Welcome to Merrickville. Hello, Sydney. What day is it today? Wednesday. I'm day. There we go. <laughs> All right, I've completely lost track of days. I only, I only work two hours a day. It's easy to get confused. You came out so strong too. Hello, well, well, Sydney. <laughs> so I don't know where I am. Okay. Hello, I'm your host and I don't even know what day it is. Who's okay. that sitting next to me? Hurdler falling over the very first one. <laughs> I know, it was awesome. I like to set the standard nice and early. And everyone goes, good, good. I know where this is going. Mediocrity the whole day. You're right. Uh, Cam Knight with me this afternoon. Great to have you here, Cam. In this hour, we're going to be talking uh, about animals. Attack part two. We've got a little bit of a quiz last week. We yes. did. It was a lot of fun. Yes. It's back again today. Uh, I'm also on the show. What else are we can talk about? Oh, you know, some stuff. There's some gear there. Something about council elections. Reading off the page now. See, I told you, set the bar high early. <laughs> and I've kept that. For the opening of the show. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, good. You know, that is consistency. In a cracking mood today. Got my mate Cam Knight in this afternoon. He's got a tampon up his nose. What are you doing with that up your nose, just mate? The heat just got me. And my, What's going on? My just kid look- hit me in the face last night and I got a blood nose. And then just as we were talking, it just started again. It's just bleeding. Like I just got it now. I'm just sitting here with a tissue rolled up under my nose. It's really weird. This is a weird thing to do, isn't it? It's disgraceful, mate. You work in show business. It's not even a cocaine issue. <laughs> I died. I'm completely it's sober just... and I'm bleeding well, out. Hold on, Cam. You live in the eastern suburbs, don't you? I do live in the eastern suburbs. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, what part, which coffee? Hang on a second. Which part of the eastern suburbs? <laughs> not, not, that, not Bondi. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a legitimate blood nose you've got. <laughs> this is actually real. Yeah, it's a proper one. It's a proper one. Not. <laughs> 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 Eastern suburbs, booger sugar, yeah, mm. Hollywood, Hollywood yeah, flu. Yeah, mate, you've um, you do live in the Eastern suburbs, but mm. I know you've just been away for a week down yeah. south on yep. on travels with your family. How'd they go? That was great, mate. We went down to Jarvis Bay, just well, just part of Jarvis Bay, Kalala Bay, and we got a beautiful place sitting right on the water, front yard leading onto the beach. It was sensational, man. I got to nap in the backyard <laughs> again because the kids. The kids got to run around and I didn't have to follow Free them. Range. I didn't think anyone was going to get them. Like yep. Yep. No, no animal was going to swoop down and take them or a weird pest person. And I just, everything was great. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, I fell yeah. asleep. I got to fly a kite, Miz, in the front yard. Wow. There's nothing sadder than I that, like by the way. I like to get high as isn't a kite. That, isn't, that, isn't that sad when a dad is flying a kite and his kids aren't interested? And oh, you're, I was worst. just standing there and I worked out it's that the flying, worst. flying a kite is basically vegan fishing. That's that's, very funny. That's what it is. It's very funny. (laughs) Thank you. It's very good. So when you've come back, because you know you live in an apartment in the eastern suburbs, you know, so uh, you've come from that. You've gone to open spaces. Now you and I, off air, we often have the conversation about how difficult the city is, and I know that you've been thinking about bailing out of the eastern suburbs. I have, and actually having a real proper life with your family. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts now? Well, I don't, well, I want, we want it. We need a yard. The kids need a yard. They were the most, they were the best behaved they've ever been. Um, cause they got to run around the whole time. They went to bed. They didn't crack it. They didn't go mental at all inside. It was fantastic. So now I need somewhere to live. I don't know where to go though. This city is so vast. And every time you move suburbs, it's like moving towns completely and you're then shut off from the other part of the city. It's just insane to get around. So I don't know where to go. They call it the triangle, right? Which this yeah. happens in a lot of cities, not Adelaide, but it happens in Melbourne and Sydney a bit, where you they call it the, the suburban triangle. So what you yeah. do is you start out on the on the, the burbs, like, you know, people like myself, you're, if you grew up in the burbs, 
then you go into the inner city because you want to go in there and see the action. You want to be part of it. You want to mix it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so then you're in the inner city and then you just go, oh, this is expensive yeah. and kind of difficult yeah. and I don't have a yard and it's a shit. So then they move back out and complete the triangle. You move back out to the burbs. So that's kind of where you are now, That's Cam. where I'm at. Is, is you're thinking about... Now, a friend of mine just recently, he's done that. He's gone back to Penno. And yeah. he was, he was, he's from Penno. Yeah. Then he's, uh, gone back, uh, he, then he came and lived, you know, for a long period of time in, uh, the inner West and he's just gone, nah, ne- family, need a house, need to build, got himself a block of land, yeah. building his first home. He's doing it. Living the dream. That's what, that's gone, what we But want. he's had to go back out to Penno. That's right. a good spot. Maybe have a look there. Hills have a district. look there. Hills out district. Out there on the Hills district. You're scared, are Are there you? any hills out there? No, there's a couple. There's a <laughs> There's a couple. Oh, it's not as hilly as you'd read, actually. <laughs> but there's a couple. Of, mate, there's some good spots. I reckon. I'm, yeah. Matt, I'm sick for Dural. Upper Dural, Dural middle Dural. brilliant. Yeah. Epidural. I'll take it. Epidural. <laughs> Any type of Dural. Any Dural. Yeah. Get it in you. I, uh, I do like Dural. It's beautiful. You get a bit of land. You feel like you're on a farm out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And plus, you're close to Ray Hadley's house, and that always comforts me. Top mm. bloke. If you're mm. anywhere near Ray's house, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know what? Cuts down the driving time to go and egg his joint. Yeah. If you're living there locally. <laughs> we were, we were As also... if you could egg Ray's house. There's like <laughs> a thousand <laughs> acres. It's like it's a, a big road. Snap your freaking arm. You're throwing your shoulder out. Just hit his face. <laughs> Going into the hospital, what did you do? Oh, did you egg his house again? Yeah, I had a go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. You'll need an epidural. Well, Cam, it sounds like, though, you need, because at the moment you're only getting advice from Merrick. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's an element of advice. Yeah, yeah it's good advice, too. But, but there's, there's, lots of, there's lots of people who can give Cam some advice. Now, particularly if you're listening in Sydney and you've done exactly what I've said. You know, you've come into the city, you've, you've either in the eastern suburbs, in a west or city or whatever, and then you've just gone, this, I'm out of here. Mm, you've, yeah. cracked, you've cracked the shits with the city because I love people who crack the shits with the city. <laughs> we all love living here, mm. but we all love cracking the shits with it. Man, there's a lot to crack the shits about. Exactly. <laughs> so, Cam, are you looking for inspiration of where to move? I yeah, need he, help. He wants somewhere we can pay tolls to get home. Yeah. It, he just wants to live the dream. I he want, wants to pay tolls to get to his own house. I want to pay tolls. I want chickens. I want there some space. Go. I want my kids to be able to kick back. Listen, I want people to pitch me their suburb. That's yep. what I want. 100%. One triple three five three. Get on the line. Give your pitch to Cam. Where's a good place? If you've done it before where you've cracked the shits with the city and you've just gone, right, I'm out of here. There's lots of little hidden gems around Sydney and too many people write off the western suburbs of Sydney particularly and the north and south western suburbs as well. They write them off and they go, oh, it's all this, it's all that. No, there's lots of great little gems around. Give Cam a tip. Give him some help because he's got to get out of being in the eastern suburbs because, quite frankly, it's turning him into a wanker. (laughs) It's going to be an indictment. It's giving me blood noses at work. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's closing time for Cam Knight. He's getting out of the eastern suburbs. He's, you've had a little trip, you know, you're living in, uh, you are living in an apartment in the eastern suburbs yeah. and then you went down south, had a little holiday with stretched your family. Stretched my legs. I stretched my legs. Saw a plant? I it's saw just... a couple of plants and there was a lawn that could be mowed. We could have kicked a footy in the backyard mess. Wow, like, see? And not had, to, not had to ease up on the kick either. Yeah. Like we would have got, oh, better not kick it over the fence. This thing, I could have full dobbed it at you and you see? Would have, we still would have been in the yard. Living the dream. Freedom. Living. Everyone's going on about eating free range eggs, mate. I'm in a two bedroom apartment with a wife and two kids, I'm barely free range. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're torturing yourself. But you're right. trying but to convince you, Cam. I know. I know. I need to get you. out. Get away. All right. <laughs> Press your case, Sydney. Let Cam know where's a good place, particularly if you've done it before, where you've moved from the burbs into the inner city, then you've moved back out again. You've done the golden triangle. Where are you at now? Put forward a case. We've got Jack in Borco. Hello, Jack. How you going, buddy? Very good indeed. I presume you're pressing the case of Borkham Hills? 
Yeah, Borkham Hills, mate. I'm loving it. We've been here for like six years now. Okay, and what's what? What can you do out in Borkham Hills? What's good to do? It's everything. Um, the better community. Uh, you haven't got that chaotic lifestyle as what you do in the city. Um, you got, you know, we 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 basically came from Chatswood, where it was chaos, to Borkham Hills, where you know, for the price of a small apartment in Chatswood, you've got a two-story house here with a massive backyard, um, more family-oriented. Uh, it's it's awesome. And awesome. Uh, uh, Jack. There's, if I'm not saying, there's a lot of happy hand clappers out in Borkham Hills, isn't there? There's a lot of little hill songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, are you one of them, Jack? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one, Jack. <laughs> Jack, I've got such an incredible ear for radio. I could hear your voice on air, and I just went, "I bet he loves Jesus." Mm, this you, sounds like he prayed lately. Is this, yeah, this well, feels. Funny this, enough, it feels oh, like a bit of an Amway thing here. Yeah, You're trying yeah. to pitch me into <laughs> Borco so you join the Hill Song. Yep. No, I don't know. Well, funny enough, I'm actually a magician, so there you go. Oh, Ooh. Jesus was a magician? <laughs> <laughs> Some say the best. <laughs> oh, definitely the best. I've never seen David Copperfield make wine. Oh, so. That was sick tricks. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus... water. Uh, what about this? Ever thought about this? What if Jesus had a BMX? <laughs> Off the uh, chart. <laughs> the shit he can do. Thoughts on Borkham Hill Amazing. as option one, right. Cam? Well, so go. far, you know, you know, bit of a religious area. Not, okay. not quite sure. No, no. You not know, quite, pros, and okay. pros, okay. And okay. pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yep. Justin, hello, mate. Yeah. How are you, mate? Loving the show, mate. Oh, thanks, champ. All right. Where, where have you You've come from the inner city and you've moved back to the burbs? Where are you? And press the case for Cam. Uh, well, I went from Camperdown to, um, to Wilton. So in Camperdown... The old lady next door to me in the unit, she could hear my flatulence. Oh. But now, now the, the house next door is about 200 metres away. Mate, so that's you are free to fart whenever you want <laughs> and nobody knows or cares. Yeah, yeah, and so does the wife, mate. Oh, great. great. The two of you great. just out there just living the dream. <laughs> just, just, Justin, did you and your missus ever think about just changing your diet slightly? <laughs> just yeah, 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 that. Yeah, just stay camping and just, I don't know, maybe just lay off the carbs or something. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to, how was a real estate agent when you were checking out houses, you're just walking in, just farting in every room? Nah, this won't do. <laughs> Next. No, no, yeah, the echophonics are not quite right here. Oh, that's my missus. Sorry. We'll take the place. Brilliant. Good times. All right, thanks, Justin. That's for Wilton. We've got uh, Taylor in uh, Fritz. Hi, how... Hi, Taylor. How are you guys? Yeah, really good. good. All right, you want to press a, right. a case? You guys ready? There is absolutely no better place than Princess Forest. You've oh. got the beaches, like 20 minutes away, coming up to summer. In the mornings, uh, you're like 12. You, you got a nice drive to the city, right? Probably about half an hour. There's enough traffic to have a complaint about, but not too much to actually be frustrating. Yeah, Taylor, you're bonusing. Away. Sorry, Darn, but you are bonusing yeah. there on that 30 minutes, and we know that. You're bonusing there. That's 30 minutes if it's at like 1 a.m. <laughs> in real traffic, it's at least 45. So let's pull back no, the no. bonus factor. <laughs> And yeah, you're close to the greatest place on earth, Brookvale Oval. Get to go down on afternoon, watch mm. the footy, best mm. players ever. You mm. know, there's no better place than French No, Forest. true. Oh, yeah. Brookie, Brookie, one of the biggest shitholes. I mean, one of the greatest <laughs> grounds in NRL. <laughs> this is, well, but, it's a yeah, much better pitch than uh, yeah. you can fart here. <laughs> so look, this is look, yeah. You've also got you've also got enough room, kind of backyard to actually do vegan fishing. Yeah, wow. that's true. That's fish from the backyard. Vegan fishing. vegan fishing from the backyard. Mm. Yeah, but French's Forest, French's Forest too. It's pretty. It's pretty green. Like I'll give yeah. it that. Yeah. Is uh, it's not far from Saint, from Saint Ives, okay? 
Um, yeah. So, you know, you can always get your biltong on if you need to. Yeah. Nice and close. Yeah. Um, you've got no shortage. You've got bush turkeys in French's Forest too. Oh, yes, I love a bush do. turkey. Yeah. And, and, and ticks and other great, <laughs> and other great wildlife. So, I mean, Cam, how are you with ticks? Oh, do ticks you... are great. There you yeah. go. I, like, I love not feeling what, anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were just saying the other day, I'm, I wonder what paralysis is yeah, like. Hot, so, yeah. yeah. The ticks there. Taylor, thank you for pressing the case. Uh, any decisions yet, Cam? Or we need maybe a little bit of so far, music? I, so far, I think Taylor's winning with French's Forest. Yeah. Um, that, well, Wilton, you know, I mean, I can fart anywhere. I don't care if anyone hears it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, here's the only thing too. If you're in a forest and you fart, you, did any, anyone, if anyone heard if it, if you fart in a forest fart, on your own, it, and then, did the fart actually if you, fart? If, if what is the sound of one ass farting? <laughs> Here's an interesting story, Cam. Mm. As a driver um, was pulled over uh, in his car by police uh, in Toowoomba, mm-hmm. um, the it's, I think that is possibly it's either one or two most bogus places in Queensland. Mm. Um, after Ipswich, Ipswich is in there. Toowoomba is a fairly good joint for it. Mm. Anyway, he was caught driving a car um, with no front seat. What was he just squatting? He was um, just squatting in the front, propped up on a rolled up mattress. Oh yeah. Yeah, good. Good on you. Is he going camping? He's like, I need to put this somewhere. I'm going to roll this out on the dirt later and have a snooze. Yeah, I just thought, you know, I was just thinking about my posture and I thought a futon (laughs) might be better. (laughs) Than an actual seat that sticks with compliance of laws and safety. We've got the, the, uh, you know, the coppers have the the body cameras now. Yeah, yeah. Here's the audio from it. Okay. Is this even a seat in this car? No cheap, that's what it's half over as well. Right, just hang on to your ciggy so I finish this because I don't want to run Hang on to the ciggy. Well, it's got no seat in it. That's the first I've ever seen. You got a seat? No, you're sitting on nothing too. You've got a seat, though. That's the main thing, though, cheap. You're seats around here, though. Obviously, you get a ticket for driving a car with no seats in it. Yeah, you don't need to worry about That's not the biggest thing you worry about. Yeah, that's not the biggest thing to worry about. I mean, you get a ticket for driving a car without a seat. You also get a ticket for being a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, you get a, a ticket for uh, being previously disqualified from driving. <laughs> it's like, what do you think you're doing when you... Like, Plus, the cops are going to not notice that there's a seat missing? I love as well that he was smoking in you. They're not, you're not supposed to smoke in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> you can start a fire. He, would he have a little blankie over his yeah, lap whilst he's yeah. driving? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you don't want that thing to be too comfy, man. You'll fall asleep at the wheel. No, he's got like a alarm clock. He's got a alarm clock. Right it's it's his right. bedroom. <laughs> bedroom with wheels. My <laughs> mum. My mum grew up on a farm. Well, she lived on a farm with her first husband, and she had my daughter. Uh, my daughter. My sister out Jeez, on that you farm. Are country. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, we're very country. <laughs> my Maybe mom, I should move to Wilton. My mum had my um, sister, mum. My mum used to drive my little sister when she was a baby while they were rounding up sheep. They just had her on the floor of the ute. Just yeah. just wrapped up in, in blankets and just bumbled, like just going over rocks and bumps and whatnot. See, yeah. look, I, look no I know that you've got, you've got to have proper safety standards in vehicles, sure. right? But I do have this theory that in country towns, in country areas of Australia, yeah. I think you know, a little bit of relaxation of the laws. Totally. It's applied. Like, you know, when you you drive through a country town, right? Like yep. a proper country town. Yep. Not like in the burbs. A proper country town. And you see kids on bikes, never helmets, 
and they're not even helmets. they're not even full bikes. They're parts of bikes yeah, put right. together in one bike. It's a Franken yeah, bike. Exactly. They just found bits 100%. off the road, parts of the dump, just put it together. One's got a mag wheel. The yeah. other one's got spokey dokey. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you know, you're a country kid. You're battling along. You're trying to make the best of what you can do. That's the way. You don't have hand grips on your bi- on your BMX. No, you've you just, just got, got tape. Hot, you've yeah. just taped it up with hot sticky iron top. bars. Yeah. You burn your hands well, on for sure. That's Absolutely. it. That's the way they get by. And I think in the country, you know. A seatbelt, hockey strap. Why not? I mean, you know, so you're saying you this is floor pan. Are you saying this bloke is the natural evolution of the kid who puts together their own bike in the country? I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. But Toowoomba's probably, he's pushing it a bit there. He's taking the piss at Toowoomba, surely. Yeah. But I'm just thinking just generally, you know, like in the country, you know when you see country, you just sort of go, oh, you don't have any seats in your car. But you know what? You're in the country, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I always go, oh, you know, you don't have a floor plan. On floor pan on on the bottom of your car, you yeah. know I can clearly see the hole yeah. that goes down to the road there because mm-hmm. it's rusted through. Yeah, but you're in the country. That's all right. You, you need extra right. air conditioning out there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you don't actually have a proper actual windshield. You're just wearing a pair of Speed Dealer sunglasses. <laughs> but you're in the country. country. So you know what I mean? you do a little bit differently. I'm moving to the country. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Cam, last week when you were here, we did uh, When Animals Attack. We did a quiz about animal th- how to react mm. when certain animals attack you. Now, I think one of the ones was a, a lion, just for example, very yeah. quickly. One of them was a lion. I said if a lion attacks you, you rub its belly into mm-hmm. its submission and mm. then you try to romance it. And I know, was all for the lion. bazooka. Yeah, I was just like bazooka shoot, everything. Shoot their faces yeah. with bazooka, <laughs> which is the African way traditionally. You know, um, yeah. So now you've got a little bit of an update, I believe, on animal attacks. Yeah, I, I did some study because it's magpie season. You know, everybody's oh, yeah. warning us about the maggies and the male maggies pr- um, protecting the eggs. Yep. How's this, everybody? Instead of just panicking and attacking the magpie, apparently you're supposed to try and form a friendship with it. And that is by maybe feeding it or, I don't know, singing a little magpie song, do something. Um, Because they'll only swoop when they don't know somebody. Apparently, they form very long friendships like dogs. Oh. Yeah. I used to have pet magpies when I was a boy. Yeah. And uh, I trained them up by eating, uh, feeding them meat and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they, they were great. They, we never had any problems with them. Yeah. And they were good birds. But they, 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 they protect the house. They just hit their guard guard yeah. birds. And then it was <laughs> then it just became like it, I moved. I moved into the city. Yeah. And like, the magpie wanted to come. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, this is my new beginning now. You know, I'm in my 20s. I want to start, you know, seeing other people. And the magpie's like, no, we can still hang out. I was like, mate, just no. 
And now he's put the word out to all of his magpie mates, and you are on a list. And he's he's out there waiting for you. And that's true because get this if you are mean to a magpie, it will bear a grudge for a very long time. That's what this research says, which is proving that my wife is part magpie. (laughs) 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 And also, too, loves shiny things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, in honour of this new research, we are going to do When Animals Attack Part 2. Yes! Beauty! When Animals Attack. Okay. Okay, do it. Remember how this works. This is is about where we... I'm going to give you an animal, Mm -hmm. and you guys got to tell me how you'd survive an attack from without, that animal. Without a weapon. You are unarmed. unarmed. There's no bazookas. You're on your own. No, you don't have any little bird treats or no, anything on no. you at all. It's you're, just me yeah. and my man hands. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Correct. What are some of the animals we had last week? Just to refresh. Uh, well, uh, you, you died on all attacks last week. That's you right. were, you were right. killed by... No, no, not when you said... The, the, uh, there was... Oh, when you said if a bear attacks you and I said, take mm. them out for a drink. Yes, wrong bear. Mm-hmm. Talk to wrong them about bear. marriage equality. No, you, died from, don't be you, you died from a bear attack, from elephant attacks, from lion attacks, you you died on all fronts. Okay, let's so go. So I've got yep. some new animals for you. All right, here okay, you go. Cam, you can go first. Yep. Survive a leopard attack. Oh. Okay. Okay. Dig a hole <laughs> and bloody and just hide in it and bury yourself. Get a get a bit of a yeah, because in you're on the tundra. You can is it the African plains? You can get yep. those grass straws. Those grass tubes, you can breathe out of it, out of the dirt, and it can't reed, get you. A, a reed. reed. Breathe yes. out of a reed so you've got, under you've, the dirt. You've got time to dig a hole. <laughs> dig a hole. Craft, Look. craft a breathing apparatus. <laughs> yes. And then and then, by that stage, the leopard just goes, you've put in too much effort. I'm just going to go climb a tree. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you're dead. Because yeah. here's uh, the thing. Just thinking uh, with a leopard, climbing a tree is not going to help you. Correct. Get no, up they'll there. get up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. I'll, give a little, I'll give you a little point there, Mess. Correct. Do not climb a tree. And don't dig either. Unlike lions... Never mm. make direct eye contact with them. Ooh. They will view this as a challenge. You should stand very still. Oh, that'll do it. That's it. Just um, pretend to be a tree that yeah, it can <laughs> climb and maybe gnaw on a little bit. Lions, don't, leopards, sorry, don't always mock charge. If they come for you, make yourself look big and brave and make lots of noise. Okay. Righto. All right, here you go, Mez. Okay. So, Cam, you've died once. Thank you. Uh, Mez, hippo. Mm. Hippopotamus. How do you survive a hippo attack? Yep. Get out of the water. They're they're actually quite they're actually quite fast. Now, they think are. Of, yeah, think very about quick. Them, you get, people think you get a few little points around here, Mes. Mm-hmm. People think that they are in fact um, not. They people think that they uh, eat a purely vegetable diet, but they mm. don't. They're omnivorous. They mm-hmm. actually will eat humans. Mm. They will actually eat meat, including each other, if they turn. And to And m- more people have apparently died from hippo attacks, attacks than crocodile attacks. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty nasty. vicious dudes. Yeah. So I'm saying if you do come across them, if you're in the water, you knack it and yep. get out. Yes. You get out. Uh, the best thing to do is to just avoid them at all costs. I would say climb a tree because they are fat and they've got no hands. Merrick, what? Oh, Mez is alive. You're yeah. alive. Yeah. Hungry, hungry hippos! Hippos can reach running speeds of up to 30 miles per hour, so it'll catch you on land anyway, but your best bet is to sprint to the closest tree. And then it'll um, just call its leopard mate, and, oh, <laughs> and then you're in a lot of trouble. You get then, up there, there's you? a freaking right. leopard up there. You just go, oh, just not my day. Uh, hey, <laughs> Mez, you're still alive. Well yeah. done, Cam. Right. You've only got two lives left. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, Cam, next attack a dog. Oh, a vicious dog. Kick it in the head. <laughs> No, okay, I've got it. You know what? Get a frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) And chuck it. You're right. You should kick and punch it. Oh, really? Yeah, running is not an option. 
You'll have to stand and fight. Yeah. Um, you should kick and punch it, shout at the dog authoritatively, but don't make eye contact. Righto. Um, and if it does get you on the ground, you should protect your throat and the yeah, back yeah. of your neck with your arms. And, and you know what you do to do that? You cross your arms and across in front of your neck. A bit yeah. of a no because deal. That, because, yep. yeah, because <laughs> no deal, way, dog. No <laughs> deal. Enjoy, keep it. Because if, you, if your arms start to collapse, yes. you'll bring the, the mouth and the mandibles closer to your throat. Whereas if your arms are crossed, you've still got that gap. It can't get across the gap. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, all right. You did. The scissor arms. It's like dog karate. Yeah. Did you do a yeah, bit yeah. of dog karate? No, it's, it's, seriously, it's actually, I learned that from martial arts. That's oh, exactly right. what you do if, you, if you're in martial arts. If you have your arms crossed, then you can, you're more likely to keep them off. You can scissor. Taekwondo dog. Is what Mez did. Bingo. Right. right. There we go. I would have just whistled in my pet magpie to attack oh, the yeah. dog. Well, you, can, you know the other two? You can tickle their balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stick your finger right, up Mez. their bum. Yeah. And that makes yeah. their lock jaw open, yeah. doesn't it? 100%. Who found that you out? You also do that okay. with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. One more. Here we go. Mez, yes. survive yeah. a shark attack. Mm. Oh, poke them in the eyes or you punch them. It's not the Lopez Lazuli. It's called the... It's called the Mick it's, Fanning. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Lazuli. It's. The... You're right. Anyway, yeah, there you go. What is it called? Even, it's, well, it, it doesn't have it on my piece of paper. It's so. Loris. Loris something. Or, uh, oh, you're Lawrence talking about Mooney. Punch him right in the Lawrence Lawrence Mooney. Mooney. <laughs> punch the, there's, there's I, look, of, I don't have the there's name. There's a group of powerful receptors in their nose, right? Oh, yeah. Which is electromagnetic. And if you punch that in the nose, like Mick Fanning did, yeah. it, what it does is it triggers a sensory overload. And mm-hmm. when they're in tight, when they're in close, that's actually the focus of all their, because they've got six senses. And when they get in close, they shut off their other senses and use that sense mm-hmm. to focus their attack on. So if you punch that, you essentially blind them because their eyes are not that that sharp at that vision and they're on their sides. Mm. So when they're in close, you punch it on the nose. It's called something. It's like, oh, mate, on no one cares. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was really into that. No, you were. I was. I didn't glaze over like you. Right. I was really, no. <laughs> Nah, that hurt me. I like the idea of, yeah, we'll just call it the Lawrence Mooney for now. Nose. Receptors. (laughs) I'm just Googling this. You are actually Googling it. The nasal barbells? It's called the Lorenzi. Ampullae of uh, Lorenzini, sorry. The Ampullae of Lorenzini. What did I say? (laughs) Lorenzo's oil. (laughs) (laughs) All right, very quickly, we've got two more for you. Here we go. Beautiful. All right, Cam, you've got to survive a crocodile attack. Oh, Oh, God. I'm pretty much... I mean, am I in the water or am I on land? Um, because in water, it's over. Well, He's going to death yeah, roll me and then it's right. done. Correct. You, if you are in the riverbank, you're stuffed. Yeah. Uh, if it ambushes you, because your only chance is if it misses. Yes. How do you get away if it misses you on the ambush? Okay. <clears throat> I they, they do say you're supposed to run in a zigzag way, but no... I'm going to go means. with that. No, no, no. They say, but yeah, I yeah. have found out that you should just actually bolt as quickly as possible away in a straight line. Correct. Thank you very Correct. much. Well done. They're fast over a short distance, exactly. but they can't run. Yeah, oh, yeah. They puff really out like mate, like um, like Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, if you do get in close with mm. a crocodile too, and you've got the the chance to do it. On their downward thrust when they shut their jaws, you mm. wrap your arms around it and hold their jaw. Because even even if they are a big beast, mm. if you've got if you can hold their jaw shut, they have absolutely no power on their upswing. All their all their muscle, they've got the strongest possible jaw strength yes. of any animal yeah. on the downswing like that, right? It's yeah. st- more powerful than a, a, a shark or a lion or anything like that on the downward thrust. 
but their jaw power to is open back up. No, right. So if that's why they can time up with oh, a bit of screen. Yeah. So then you give it a bit of a cuddle yeah. and then just whisper into it. You got yeah. Our executive yeah. producer no. hey. is looking hey. in here, going, "Why are we still talking about this?" <laughs> You know what? I'm going home. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Good to see you, mate. Oh, this is going to be fun. I've got my producers, Liam and Maddie, in the studio today. Because uh, a story's come out that a prestigious Victorian school has mistakenly linked students to a porn website instead of promoting a school event. They've just gone mm. click on this or double click on it, whatever you like. Um, and they've gone through to another site, Peninsula Grammar has launched a review after it emailed students in years 7 to 12 to promote the annual, and yeah, that's right, annual mm. breakfast. Uh, and a link to buy tickets was missing a letter and redirected those who clicked to, to it a very inappropriate adult website. Now, the deputy principal <laughs> has said in a memo to all staff uh, that it was a typographical error uh, and that was to blame. I'd say it was filth, Pete. That's my tip for you, mate. You know, it's to blame. <laughs> Porn. That's what it is. What was it? Imagine, imagine what they must have called. Stop, stop, don't, don't have I'm just yeah, and your breakfast as lobster tubs. I'm so, all I'm saying. Just yeah, don't yeah. have it as I lobster mean, tubs. What did, what did you say? Um, you know, uh, we're going to have a, uh, uh, oh, maybe it was the annual breakfast was misspelled. Yeah, I think you'd have to get rid of, you'd have to get rid of two letters though. Yeah, but that wouldn't be very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, some of them might be. I don't know. It's not up to me. I don't know what people are into. The point is this school has introduced Year 7 students to filth. filth. And this may be the first time they've ever seen filth. If you're in Year 7, that might be the first time you've ever seen filth. Now, we all know this. This is just a fact of life. Whether you enjoy it, you don't like it, you hate it, you... Whatever religion, it doesn't really matter. At some stage, you are going to be exposed to filth. Now, there's only a first time that you can be exposed to filth. Mm. And that, that time that you're exposed to filth for the first time is... Always a memorable it one. Burned isn't it? into your you brain. You never forget that burned. time. And it might be, you know, you just for some. You know, I'm reliving I'm, it right now. It's for some kids that just go, oh, we're just riding our BMX down the park, and for one reason, Mars looked in a bin, and bang! It's just there. It's just filth. Somebody's put filth in a bin, and they found it, and you just go, oh my god! And it's it's a it's an epoch moment. Mm. It's a threshold moment. It's a milestone. One, yeah, that's it. Once you've seen that, that's it. That's you can't take that. You back. know now. You now know that it, that exists in the world. Yes, and you want to see more. Okay, Liam, fire away. Tell me when was the first time you saw Phil? Uh, I was in my uh, in my bedroom in my childhood bedroom. I would have been probably in about. I would have been around the year six, seven mark. Uh, we had floor to ceiling bookshelves, and as a young kid and a fairly short person, never able to reach the higher up shelves. Yep. And then, so about the waist height shot. Yeah, yep. so yep. <laughs> most normal people yeah. would be able to reach them. Uh, but then I, I still remember I was, for some reason, I was standing up on a chair in my room and I just happened to hold on to one of the high bookshelves and oh. I discovered a stack of magazines, Uh-oh. the old man's old school Playboys. Oh, Rounded up the kids from the neighborhood. Uh-oh. Mum walked in and there was a dozen 12 year olds standing <laughs> just, around just looking in these magazines. And fortunately, <laughs> all of them had sports that day, so they were wearing tracksuit pants. <laughs> Awkward! <laughs> Yes, that was my first. That was the first time I saw Phil's. Okay, Maddie, first time I saw Phil's. Mine's actually very similar to that. You were um, in Plano's house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the guy that went over. This is so weird. You guys have had bonus in the same room. Now, as a mate of mine, mate of mine's dad had a collection in the cupboard. We were all around at his place to watch movies and went into the collection of VHS tapes. Oh, tape. Yeah, tape. And, and we found out that my mate's dad had a lot. Like, he stacked a lot of them. 
and it was all like really old it, stuff, like seventies stuff. Yeah, was that right. like yeah. It, when you find that that VHS tape for that yeah. first time? There's a whole heap of them like that. Is that a little bit like an Indiana Jones moment where you just go, "Oh my god, <laughs> we found the gold!" Blows the dust off. Grab that. it, run! <laughs> Switch it with a bag of sand and run. <laughs> VHS. All right. Magazines, VHS, Merrick. First okay. time you saw Phil's. This is this is gonna be weird. But I was at uh I was at my grandfather's place in Broken Hill and he had a shed out the back and it was an old chook shed. But the chooks had died years ago, right? So there's no chooks. Anyway, I went out there and I was mucking around looking for something to burn or be a dickhead with and I found there was a big sack of grain there that used to be there for the chooks. Mm. And I went, oh, yeah, sack of grain. I knew it was there. I was like, all right, well, what do you do with a sack of grain? No fun there. Then I opened up this other sack. <laughs> it wasn't grain. He it a, was not grain. He had a sack of it. A sack of it. What are you, porn Santa? <laughs> <laughs> just so oh, wow. much. So much. And I just went, I literally just looked at the skies like, what? what? Have I done something right? Or have I done something wrong? And you is this a gift? Is it a curse? <laughs> what do I do? I take this to the people? Am I Jesus? What is? Who am I now? This is life changing. And and like Jesus, you emerged from the chook shed three days later, no. a changed man. No, I was on a missing persons list for <laughs> for nine years. My parents had thought I was dead. One triple three five three. Let's open up the phones. Tell us, when did you first discover filth? Now, I would love to hear from ladies because this happens to men and women, but I'd love to hear from some women. When they first seen it, that, that moment you can never take back, when you first discover filth for the first time in your life, was it life-changing? Was it in a chook shed? Was it a bit sad? <laughs> was it a chook shed? Here comes the money. I'm sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit. Where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. From Melbourne's Mean Streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Chantra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app. <laughs> Merrick Phil here on Triple M. One triple three five three. Taking your calls on when did you first discover your filth? A prestigious school called Peninsula Grammar in Victoria. Uh, unfortunately, emailed students a link to a porn website. Some of those students were in year seven. They may never have encountered filth before. And the first time they do, it's part of the curriculum. <laughs> not right. School-sanctioned function. Oh, not right. Uh, anyway, so they've obviously that's their first encounter with it. Now, we all know, as adults, at some stage, it's an eventuality. You mm. are going to encounter filth. It's out there. And you never, ever forget it. And we're, we're going to reminisce. We're going to take a little trip down memory lane right now. A filthy, filthy lane with Dave in <laughs> Windsor. Hello, Dave. How you going, boys? All right, mate. Hey, Dave. Tell us, when did you first see filth? Uh, I was about seven or eight. My parents bought a shop and it included a newsagent. So it became like a library. You know, you borrow it overnight, take it back to your room, read it, then bring it back before anyone wakes up. Dave, I'm never, ever buying anything from a news agency <laughs> ever again. I wish I could go back in time and not touch those things. Uh, it's all good. What about the, what <laughs> no, about the plastic sleeves, Dave? How did you get past those? Um, well, I only 
like ribald and things like that didn't come out in a plastic sleeve. No, okay. he's talking about really cheap filth. You've got very low standards, Dave. You... Um, they, they have improved. Yeah, no, sh- yeah, they have. They have definitely. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I did ask for, for women to call through. Because you were being creepy? Yeah. No, no, because I think women encounter this is just as much as men. They're going to see it at some stage, whether or not they enjoy it or not. It's not for me to guess. I will, but it's. Yeah. Uh, we've got Jess in Springwood. Hello, Jess. Hi, Mez. How you doing? Really good indeed. <laughs> when was the first time you came across filth? Uh, we'd have been about um, 11 or 12 years old, uh, over at a friend's place watching movies. And then we decided to explore in the parents' bedroom. Oh, no. And have a look through the cupboards. Oh, no. And? We found a bunch of, uh, well, see, they weren't titled or anything. They were just blank video, like what we thought were maybe blank videotapes. Sorry, you said blank, didn't you? Yeah. Blank videos. Yeah, yeah so yes, there was yes, nothing, yes, nothing, nothing much written on them except yep. for Triple X. And it's like, what's this? Mm. Oh, Oh, we it's a fantastic it. movie starring Vin Diesel. Yeah, there's the, I tell you what, there's a bald head in there, but it's not Vin Diesel. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay there's some t- appalling acting in there, and it's not Vin Diesel. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jess. Ian and Campbelltown. Hello, mate. Hey, there's how are you? Very good indeed. All right, first time you discovered filth. Okay, so the first time I discovered filth, um, well, actually, my dad owned a news agency, so I had her on tap pretty much any time, but I actually found his VHS collection. Uh, probably when I was in year six. Um, so being a good boy, I go to an all-boys school, you know, I thought I could actually get some use out of this and get it through to uh, make it a little business. So I was copying his tapes and then selling them at school. Oh, gee. That's in, it's illegal and industrious at the mm. same time, Ian. How much, did you make, how much did you make per tape, per copy? Uh, I was doing $5 a tape, and oh. I was getting the tapes for a dollar each. So I was making... Oh, you may get a fortune. 500% profit. Jesus Christ. Who are you, Steve Jobs? <laughs> different type of jobs. Very different type of jobs. Thank you. Let's move on. Tina in Randwick. Hello. Hello. How you going, man? Really hi, good. Liam. Hi, Tina. You're the first person who's ever said hello to me. Yeah, Thanks, don't, Tina. don't acknowledge Liam. It's not good for his ego. It, it only makes him confident. Uh, Tina, when did you first discover filth? I think I was about eight, and I, we went to Perth for a family holiday, and I was staying with my two older brothers in a room. And my parents went out for the night, and so my brothers took the liberty of buying a movie. Oh. And this movie was called Showgirls. And I had never seen so many boobs besides a public swimming pool at that age. Oh, God. And what, what did you say to your brothers, Tina? When You you know, you're a young girl. You, you're seeing this for the first time. It is inappropriate. What do you say to two older brothers? I said, this is yucky. It's so gross. And what did I they did say? Go away, Tina. Go, go outside, Tina. Go outside and play. Yeah, I got smuggled under the doona. Shut up, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Uh, Finally, last of all, we've got Michael and Sinclair. Hey, mate. How you doing? Really good. All right. When was the first time you discovered filth? Me and five of my mates when we were 13, riding our bush bikes uh, up a mountain trail. Next thing you know, we see two people doing it behind a bush. Oh, okay. Real-life action Real film. Real-life action film. That's a little, yep. little harder to shove in your school bag. <laughs> Always got our finger on the pulse of this city. Where are we? Uh, 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 Sydney. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. So Sydney today. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Go, Sydney. <laughs> In your sports and that? Only kidding, of course. Sound like Malcolm Turnbull. That is such a Malcolm Turnbull thing to go. Go, Sydney. Go, the footballs! 
No, mate. Shut Mind up. you, I was at the uh, AFL finals launch that happened this morning in Sydney, Mez, yes. and uh, Premier Gladys Berejiklian and got up there in a giant scarf, GWS giant scarf, and a Sydney Swans scarf. Oh, and uh, side, lady. It, she declared, I'd love to see an all Sydney AFL grand final. So would I. Which uh, the boss of the AFL then got up there and said, for that to happen, GWS need to lose tomorrow night. I think yeah. that was a bit of a wake-up call for her. Yeah, but I oh, so lose for the double chance yeah. to then come back. To get themselves yeah. in the other half of the draw from the Swans. Yeah, still a chance. Best yeah. of luck to both those sides. I'll be looking at, I'm going to go and see the Swans play the Bombers. The Bombers, you're going with Los Mooney, aren't you? <laughs> Look out. <laughs> and I've got a gig later on that night, so oh, that could be a bit dicey. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get into that. It's going to get loose, though. Um, let's talk about other crimes that I'm not committing this week. Um, there's uh, There's been a little bit of a, um, a, a survey yes. of crime in this city that matches particular crimes to particular areas yep. of this city. Now, I've deliberately shielded myself from um, any of this knowledge, mm-hmm. as I like to do with all knowledge. Yeah. I like to put a barrier between myself yep. and learning, as you know. Yeah. And <laughs> instead... I've I've let you produce a little quiz, a little crime quiz, because I reckon I can pick the crime and match the crime to the area of Sydney. Yeah. So basically, this map, if you haven't seen it today, basically it it details the number of persons of interest in specific areas related to specific drugs. So, Mez, what we have done today, uh, executive producer Maddie has put this terrific little quiz together. We're going to do this. Okay. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug to kill the Phoenix. I'm on the drug. I like I'm this, on the drug. I'm on the drug <laughs> to kill Phoenix. Okay. I'm not even on drugs. So, I like that. The New South Wales love this. Song. New South Wales Bureau of Crime Statistics has released a new fund map. It's a map where drug dealers and users live in Sydney. Yep. So, so it's drugs specifically we're focusing on here. Uh, it's multiple choice, Miss. Because uh, would it be here easy. We if, can we get Lawrence as my lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> If I was arrested yes. as a dealer in Guildford, oh yeah, all right, which is the top spot for this drug, what would I be busted with? What am oh. I most likely to be busted with? Do you want the multiple choices? Yeah, I do. I will take uh, this for Guildford. A weed. Yeah, yeah. B meth or yeah. C cocaine. See that all those three things there. That would have been the three drugs that I would have picked for Guildford. Mm-hmm. What's the top one? What's the number one response? Survey says what in Guildford? I'm going to say marijuana. Incorrect. Meth. Incorrect. Coke? Mm. Really? Yeah, that's where the most cocaine dealers are based, apparently in Guildford. Fair dinkum. Yeah. Oh, good on you, Guildford. I've underestimated you. <laughs> no, I mean, that's this, terrible. That's this terrible quiz thing. is not an endorsement for no, any of this behaviour. No, no. Okay. This is a condemnation. So, you're in Guildford. Yeah. You're a cocaine dealer. Wow. You then head east to sell this drug. Which of the following suburbs would be the number Bondi. one for coke possession? Wait Bondi. for the options, Merrick. Okay. A, Bondi Beach. C, Maroubra. Ooh. Sorry, B, Maroubra. Or C, Potts Point. Ooh. You're a dealer oh, from the... Guildford who's travelled to the east to sell his gear. I'm going to go the bra. Correct. Yeah. Correct. The number one spot for uh, yeah. cocaine possession. Yeah, I'll go the bra there. All right. Because Bondi, the thing about Bondi is we like to, we like to make jokes about the cocaine use there because yeah. they love a bag. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of backpackers and a lot of other people there and a lot of retirees and stuff like that. And they're just not on the gear, mm. you know? So there you go. All right. And uh, Potts Point, <clears throat> I mean, fit Incan. Yeah. You've left your life of uh, cocaine dealing behind you. Now, Okay. if you were arrested as a dealer in Waterloo, what would you most likely be busted with? A, weed. B, meth, 
or see heroin? That's good, Waterloo. It's a smoky, that one, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I reckon I'm going to... Waterloo. What is it again? Coke, meth... Weed, meth, oh. or heroin? I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to say something unpredictable like weed. I'm going to say weed. Incorrect. Uh, it's heroin, isn't it? Incorrect. It's meth. Yeah. Dirty meth. Yeah. In Waterloo. In Waterloo. Yeah. If you're arrested as a drug dealer, that's most likely what you're dealing Now. Yeah. If you were then to deal this drug. I love this game, by the way. Which of the following suburbs would be the number one for meth possession? Okay. A, Surrey Hills, B, Liverpool, C, Redfern. Hang on. So what, give me the question again. So I'm, you are I'm, dealing I'm, meth. I'm you're, dealing a, you're a meth, meth dealer, dealer from Waterloo yep. who's been arrested. Yeah. You're looking to sell the stuff. Yeah. Where are you most likely to find your customers? Surrey Hills, Liverpool, or Redfern? Oh, that's good. Based on the New South Wales Bureau of Crime Statistics. Redfern. Incorrect. Oh, Liverpool. Incorrect. Oh, for f- <laughs> really? Surrey Hills. Surrey Hills? Yep. I thought there was just full of hipsters who just go, yeah, that's that. I'm just smoking a roll there because it's like a regular diary. But, you know, like if I smoke this, it makes me look more alternative because I roll it. Even though I roll it, like I've got my hands made out of chicken and I roll it with my tiny little chicken hands and it makes me look really kind of alternative. <laughs> Sorry, that was a completely... <laughs> Yeah, you need to do it. You need to practice. You need to practice a meth head impersonation. I wouldn't have said meth. I would have said either hammer. You'd have been wrong. Yeah, okay, all right. Is Mm. there more of this? No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, well, I can do another one for you later. Man, you know, bad timing, Liam. Why? Because the Eckies just kicked in and now. It's been a great day. Thank you very much for your company. I'll be back again tomorrow with Moon Man. Uh, Let's just call it Loose Thursday because that's what it's going to be. Council elections are on this weekend. You may need to vote. You'll have to go down to uh, a school, eat a sausage that will later on give you reflux, and then vote for somebody who you're not even sure who they are because it's local council, so you don't really care that much. And we'll later on green light a tram to go through your front door. Exactly. And at some stage you'll just go, what's that happening there for? And you go, I voted for that. That's exactly exactly what council elections are about. And of course, Merrickville is its very own council, so therefore it needs to have its council elections as well. Just had a massive weekend of shelving. That'll fix your storage issues. Nah, nah, different type of shelving. Oh. Oh. What are we shelving? Nothing, man. Oh, okay. Well, if we're not going to party, let's get this meeting underway. Council in session. Pretty quiet week this week, fellas. Can probably call this one early, I reckon, and get some takeaway chines. Uh, it's council elections this week, man. What? That crept up in me like Richard Wilkins at a Logie's party? We have literally spoken about this every day for the past six months. Really? Oh, man, I've got to start hearing when you speak instead of focusing on your rapid hair loss. Well, no doubt we've got a strategy to win this election, though. Yeah, I took the liberty of rolling out a comprehensive radio ad campaign. (laughs) That shit doesn't work. May as well spend it all at the dish lickers. Nah, it's too late for subtlety. We need a more direct approach to reach our voters. Excuse me. Hey, you, vote for the mayor on Saturday or we'll come round to your house and kill your chickens. I don't have any chickens. Well, get some chickens. Then vote for the mayor or we'll come round and kill them as soon as you had time to get some chickens. OK, sure. Jeez, a pamphlet would have worked just as well, though. Why aren't you clapping at him? Because that was totally illegal and so dumb, but mostly threatening and illegal. Well, I loved it, Greg. My name's Darren. Whatever. You're getting an extra spring roll at Chines this Arvo, Greg. More of that, I say. Sorry, so now we're resorting to standover tactics to win an election. Uh, yeah, well, it's either that or we build a cloud arch. Excuse me. 
Hey, you, vote for the mayor or we'll kill your chickens. Jeez, he's good, isn't he? Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. A uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvilleman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple M.